Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resilient Scene Running Podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. I'm incredibly excited for today's episode because we're going to be chatting all things runner's body and what that means to embrace your body, embrace it for being strong. And this comes on with some trends that have been going around on TikTok, and I feel very compelled and very passionate about this topic. So just sit back and relax. We'll just jump right into the episode. All right. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited to be sitting down and recording it. I always say this, but it feels like it's been a while and I really enjoy sitting down doing the highs and lows and just kind of chatting and it feels genuinely like catching up with a friend and I just really enjoy it. I wanted to do this episode today because of a trend that I've been seeing going around on TikTok around legging legs, which just sounds so incredibly stupid. I'm sorry from like the standpoint of just like, you know, the whole we we went from the whole bikini body thing and now we're doing legging legs and I feel like as a whole society has just placed so much pressure on women and especially as a runner I wanted to share just a little bit about like my journey with my body positivity and like loving my body and learning to love my body but before I even get into that I just want to say that this podcast is very close to hitting 100k listens which is insane to me I can't believe that we started this podcast a little over three years ago and that we have come so far. So I just want to say before we even get into the episode, thank you from the bottom of my heart because this podcast means the world to me. It's where it all began for me and is just really like my sort of starting point of when I started to truly document my experiences and journey as a distance runner. So if you've been listening for a long time, I just wanted to say a quick thank you before getting into the episode. But first, let's of course go into some highs and lows for the week. All right, so we're going to start with the low for the week. And look, I know that if you've been following me on social media, I have been being very cryptic about something that has happened in the past few weeks. And whilst I would love to share more and kind of tell you guys what's going on, I'm sort of at the mercy of someone else and I can't really say much about it at the moment. And so I feel like mo- for the most part, two people have sort of put two and two together. And so I appreciate that it's been like kind of annoying and it's like, you know, when like people online will like kind of like hide things or they'll say like, oh my gosh, like this is long and like it's a secret and I can't tell you but this is like sort of a different scenario where it has really nothing to do with like the running stuff and like anything that I do online and sort of more so impacts my day job and just my ability to be here in the UK and has just been a lot of emotion it's just been a lot of emotions if just to say the least and has really been an emotional roller coaster and I can say that I'm in a much better place than I was a few weeks ago and I will share more when and if I can but for the moment I'm kind of just waiting to see if you know that's something that I'll be able to do soon but I think from the perspective of just like you know I do whilst I share a lot of running content I know that I share a lot about like my life and like the visa experience for example of coming to the UK and so I kind of want to share more about that when I can and just like the experience of this because I feel like whilst it's something that's been happening to a lot of people around the world it's a very different experience for me and again I can't really explain why but 
just know that I am doing much better. I am doing okay. And if anything, I feel like my knee niggle really stopped like right when this happened, which was such a blessing in disguise. And I truly am so grateful to have running. And I, you know, ever since my injury last year, I always say that I just do not and will not ever take it for granted. It's such a huge blessing to have in the morning to be able to like put on my running shoes, go out the door and go and run, do a session at the track and just like kind of let go of everything that's going on in my personal life and just sort of like focus on bettering myself, focus on, you know, pushing towards that 320 goal, which I have now sort of shared more here on the podcast and social media, which is really exciting and is something that I'm gonna just like share more about because I'm really excited to kind of like focus and really lean into like that goal and being very bold and saying my goal, whether or not I hit that in April does not matter. I think that what matters to me is that when I was running, when I was preparing to run Chicago, I was not at all bold in my goal of a BQ. And I think I just didn't believe in myself enough. And I feel like I've learned a lot of lessons from that race. And I really just want to believe in myself more and just like believe that I'm capable of doing hard things just like I am capable of going through hard things and just like we all are. And so that's sort of a very long-winded low for the week that is very cryptic and not really giving you exactly what the low is. But yeah, I just wanted to share that. And something that I was also sort of looking at today was Um, I looked at my sort of archive. Sometimes I look at my archive. I don't know if people do of like Instagram. And a year ago today on the 30th of January was the day that I officially ran for the first time pain-free. And it was a huge moment for me. And again, was a moment where I was so grateful to have running because I was, again, also going through a hard time this time last year. And I, yeah, just want to say like, I guess as like a reminder and sort of like a message to never take running for granted because it does so much more for us than we think it does. And the minute that you get injured for the first time or have to sit out from running for a little bit, you will feel that. And I think it's just important to like, you know, obviously continue to be healthy and be smart with your training, but also to practice gratitude. And yeah, I think that that is really important. But my high for the week, I think, is that I am really trying to look at the positive of things. And I have been working with a few brands, sort of like working towards London Marathon. And I've got an exciting partnership that I'm really excited to share. I'll be sharing in like later February, sort of like mid to late February, which also is perfect because it's around my birthday time, which is exciting. So I'm excited to share more on that soon. But I, to say the least, like I'm really excited to be working with two really big brands that I love and like one that I've really fallen in love with. The other one I have loved for a while. So it's a huge dream come true. And I'm really excited and I feel so honestly just like really blessed and grateful to really have such incredible opportunities and partnerships. You know, when I go into these races, I know that you know, I'm not always going to have these. And so whenever I do have these, I'm very grateful that brands believe in me enough and want to share my story and sort of, you know, share me and show me, you know, to their brand and believe in me. And I think that that kind of also helps me believe in myself to show that, you know, if these brands can believe in me, I can also believe in myself and I can also believe that I'm capable of a 320. So yeah, it's really exciting and I can't wait to share more. But without further ado, let's just jump right into the episode.
All right, so today's episode is going to really focus on the journey that I've at least had and I know that many of us have had in sort of the journey to running or just kind of overall loving your body and loving yourself. I think that I've been pretty transparent on this podcast and social media about my struggle with anorexia 10 years ago and it's something that I am quite open about because of the massive struggle that I had in sort of the journey to learning to love my body and really learn that it's not worth trying to alter it or change it to try and fit a norm or like societal standards or something that you've been taught when you were younger growing up and I really feel like this is a conversation that is just continually so important because I think that the more that especially like young women growing up I feel like so strongly to want to like continuously like share this message because I wish that someone did when I was younger but The more that we see these sort of trends, and I feel like, you know, when I was younger and going through this, there was a huge movement on social media, especially when Instagram was sort of more around like static images. So it wasn't like videos or anything like that. So it was mostly focusing on like, you know, just like girls and like really thin girls. And Catherine and I spoke about this in our episode a few weeks ago, but just like this really big focus on like the thigh gap and like how that was like portrayed as like having the perfect body. And it's something that like I really struggled with because growing up, I played sports like all my life, really. I played over 10 years of soccer and many other sports, volleyball, basketball, softball, so many different things that I'm so grateful that my mom and my dad were able to kind of put me in. And I have always loved and feel truly my strongest when I am, you know, being athletic and like really leaning into what I feel is like my ability to be strong and I feel like you know I I used to look around at other girls growing up especially and wonder why girls had such different looking legs in comparison to mine and I actually shared some photos today from my track session and Gabriel got this video and I was able to kind of take a couple of screenshots from it where my legs just look so insanely just muscly and strong and whenever I see this now like I am so proud of it but I can't tell you how much back Back then it just made me want to crawl into a hole because for example like I would be at volleyball practice or soccer practice and I would look around especially at volleyball like you know all the girls are wearing like really short shorts and you know most girls have a thigh gap a lot of girls have really lean and like thin model like legs and I just always wondered like why don't I have legs like that? Like, why don't I have thinner legs or just more slim legs? And why are my legs more bulky and muscly and my calves are so big? And I really looked at it when I was younger as like a sore point of like, it It was a huge insecurity of mine. And I think it was sad because like, I feel like now I see so many athletes that I really look up to that like, aren't just like the really thin athletes that you see running but also like very strong bodied women that especially like whenever I'm watching like track like women competing in like track races it's incredible to see like the build of some of these women and just like how strong they are and I so wish that like that was something that was shown to me when I was younger or just like more 
I don't know, more of a thing because I feel like when I was younger, it was more about like, you know, being thin and having a thigh gap and having a carb-free diet. And it was just so wrong in so many ways. And I know that I'm not the only one. And I know that I'm not alone when I say that this greatly impacted your relationship with food and your relationship with your body. And I'm going to do an episode later this month around sort of my eating disorder because I do that every year during National Eating Disorders Awareness Week, which also falls on my birthday week, which I feel like is super significant and important. So I always feel very compelled to share that message. But today I want to focus more on like the aspect and element around your relationship with your body because I think it's so important that like until you actually come to terms with just like accepting your body for what it is and what it looks like, I don't think you'll ever truly be happy. And if you just live in that continuous cycle of trying to, you know, change or alter one part of your body, you will never truly be satisfied. And I say that from an experience standpoint of, you know, even when I was at my lowest weight and my thinnest, you know, that was like my quote unquote goal. Even when I hit some of those like weight goals, I still was not happy and like you're just never going to be happy because you're going to keep wanting to change and alter yourself and I I feel like especially that eating disorder cycle can be so dangerous because once you fall down that rabbit hole it's really hard to get yourself back up and I just wish that someone you know told me about how important it is to just accept your body and love your body for what it is, but also just how important it is to have a strong body. You know, whether or not you want to be a runner like me, I think that it's so important for a number of reasons. For one, your health as a female is so important. And when you put your body into that flight or fight mode and you're starving it or you're doing something to really try and drastically change it, I feel like something that just wasn't told to me when I was younger was just how much it can alter your hormones and your reproductive system. And losing my period for a few years was not fun, you know, and being told that I might not be able to fall pregnant when I'm older was not fun. And I feel like it's so important to relay this message to young women and men everywhere to say that, you know, no two bodies are made the same. And like, no matter how much you try and change your body to look like whatever celebrity you're trying to look like, you're just never going to be satisfied. And the moment that you do start embracing your body and loving your body is I think when just like everything starts to click and you sort of stop trying to change your diet and have really, you know, a really weird relationship with food, with your diet. That's something that I've really been working on this past year. And I feel like it's so important to continuously work on. But I feel like, I feel like there's a huge, there's something to be said about once you really just accept yourself and accept your body for how it looks and what it looks like, you will be so much happier and there will just be such a huge weight lifted off your chest. And I think it's really important to say this because especially in the running world, I think that there's this really wrong message around, you know, that you have to have a runner's body to be able to run. And for me, I look at it you know, especially today when I was at the track, I was really just focusing more on the fact that like if you have two functioning legs, if you have a healthy body, if you are injury free, if you are just like fully and able-bodied and able to run, 
that is a blessing in itself. And the moment that you stop trying to focus on what other influencers or other creators online look like or, you know, whatever you're trying to aspire to look like, I think when you focus on the fact that your body is the way it is and that in itself is unique, you know, and your personal journey with fitness, if that's something that you're focused on is so unique to you, I feel like It's just important to know that once you start to really lean into your strengths, that's something that is such a huge win. And I feel like it has been such a really huge win for me. And like, I feel like a great example of this is that I, you know, as I said earlier in the episode, was so, used to be so, so insecure about my legs. So much so that during my college years, I just stopped training legs completely. I like, I'm not kidding. And I would like instead just go on the elliptical for like hours at a time. And I like, this is completely unhealthy and it's not something that I am recommending you do or telling you to do. I'm telling you that this was so bad because I was trying to like, you know, I think that I must have read somewhere or I I saw somewhere that like, you know, if I did the elliptical, it would make my legs a lot thinner and nicer and not as bulky. And, you know, you're always, we're always told that wrong narrative that if women want to strength train and lift heavy that they're going to get bulky. But like, I'm sitting here telling you that like, I've been now strength training for almost, I think, a year now. And my legs have really, truly not changed all that much. And if anything, I think that they have leaned out, which is incredible. And if anything, they just look stronger than they did before. And it's something that I'm so proud of because I just think of that girl in college that for four years, all I did was just like elliptical and then pick up some weights and try and do some upper body strength when I really honestly had no upper body strength and I honestly don't have too much now. I'm working on it and it's getting better, but it's not really my strong suit. I feel like my lower body is definitely my strong suit, but it's just so sad to think about like the way that I used to live my life. And sometimes I think that like, it's so sad and I feel like, you know, okay, like what if those are all wasted years? And like, I wasted so much time trying to change my body to look a certain way or to look like someone else. But really, I feel like I went through all of that. And if you've been through that, like I think that we all go through that to truly learn the importance of learning to love your body, but then to also relay this message on to younger generations so that they don't have to go through the same. And I feel like at the end of the day, that's something that's so important to me and something that I feel so called to do having gone through so many like body transformations and so many different diet fads. And I feel like I've never felt more happy than when I just let go of all of the anxiety that I have around food and, you know, looking at the different sizes at, you know, stores when I'm shopping. I feel like there was used to be such a fixation on like what size you have to be and what size pants you have to wear. And reality is like if you are also a muscly legged runner like me, you are never going to be the same size at every store. And even with that, you know, with different releases of different lines within the same store or the same brand, you might be a different size even then. And that's not a reflection on your body. It's just a reflection on the brand's make and fabrics that they're using. And I feel like I just spent so long trying, you know, being so fixated on numbers, whether it was calories or weight or the size of your jeans. And I think it's just, it's such a 
relief to live a life that is not so centered around that and to live a life that is so much more free and allows me to actually focus on the things that are important to me, like nourishing my body, getting enough sleep each night, hydrating myself with water. And like that is the stuff that I worry about now, like, you know, making sure that I got enough hours of sleep per night, how many glasses of water I'm drinking, like, those are the numbers that I worry about now. It's not my weight. I don't, I can't remember the last time that I weighed myself. I can't remember the last time that, you know, I looked at jean sizes and and I feel like, like, most of the time that I'm going to buy a pair of jeans, it's A, just not a frequent thing, and B, I think that like even if I have bought jeans from that brand before, I'll forget like what my size is or I'll just like maybe be a different size and I feel like my body is constantly changing and that's okay because at the end of the day, like I am so appreciative of this body that has, you know, gotten me to where I am today through seven marathons and so many races, so much running, so many different sports growing up and just so many hardships in my life. And I feel like the minute that you really truly accept yourself and accept your body, I think that there's just something that clicks and something that just allows you to live so much more freely. And it's just something that I feel so passionate about because I feel like no matter what, you know, the world has to say about, you know, what new trend or what new fad or what new fad diet or what new societal norm that they're trying to push, especially onto women. I know that they also push it onto men, but I think it's just important that if you're able to accept your body as it is, how it is, you'll be able to better ignore things like this. And I I feel like it just breaks my heart when I see things like this come out. And I feel like in particular, this one around legging legs has just been insane to me because like I think the the bikini body one is one that really honestly comes out like every summer. And I think that a lot of us still to this day might feel insecurity around, you know, when you put on a bathing suit. But with the same ideology, if you put on a bikini, you have a bikini body. But if you put on leggings, you have legging legs. And I feel like it's, I can understand where the trend has like maybe evolved from or come from because like honestly, if I'm like, if I'm completely honest, I used to not love wearing leggings. I used to not love wearing tight things, especially in college and anything that accentuated different features of my body, I just tried to avoid like the plague. And, you know, I think the whole thing with camel toe can be quite annoying as well. And there are other elements to like wearing leggings that I used to find so annoying. But now I just feel like I look at leggings as like, you know, they're a piece of fabric. They're, it's something that I put on and that I wear so that I'm able to do my workouts and get to the gym and get to the track and do my runs. And I think that that is so much more important than trying to fit into some sort of, you know, trend or a size or something that the internet is trying to tell you that you have to be. And I feel like it's just also so similar to the whole ideology around like having a runner's body and the fact that you don't need to be super thin to be a runner you don't need to be super thin to have like the quote-unquote runner's body but rather if you run you're a runner and I know that I've shared that message and so many people have shared that message so much on the internet but I feel like it's something that you have to continue to talk about and I think it's a discussion that's so important to continue to have because I feel like the more that people become interested in running and want to start running, you have to think about like the barrier to entry. And 
I think that I when I had Diane on my podcast once, we spoke about how running is one of the sports where there's sort of like the smallest barrier to entry in the sense that you really just need to put on running shoes and you go out the door and you can go for a run. And it's not like, you know, when you're going for a swim, for example, or a cycle and you have to buy specific equipment or you have to buy a membership to something and rather like running is the one thing really and the one sport where you can truly just put on some shoes, go out the door and run. But I think that what prevents so many people, men or women, from joining and becoming and wanting to start their running journey is just being so daunted by the stuff that they see online and the message that they see getting relayed online. And so I think that that's why it's so important to continue to have these sorts of conversations and why I'm so passionate about it. Because while yes, I wish that I didn't waste all of those years you know, worrying about my body and worrying about how I looked. I feel like now I've gotten to a point where even with bad race day photos, I'm just so grateful for my body. And, you know, even if it's one of those photos where it's catching you on the downfall or a downstep, you know, I'm still grateful for just every single, you know, whether it's like a part of your body that's jiggling or moving in some way, like that is normal. And I think that the more that you see that message online, the more that I think people will feel more comfortable and more welcomed to the sport of running. And I know that that's sort of a whole different topic in itself and something that I can definitely chat about more. But I just feel like as someone who entered the running world, not feeling so sure about her body, and now being at a really good place with my body, I'm feeling a lot, not only just proud of it, but also confident. And I feel like that has such a connection to your ability to then go and be confident and bold in your running goals. And I think that that's so important. And I think that there's so much power in being able to be bold with your goals and wanting to strive for faster. And I've shared before on this podcast that I think for a while, a few years ago, I thought that like a BQ would sort of be like the top biggest goal that I would always, that I thought that I was like capable of and I didn't really dream beyond that. And so to even be able to sit down with my coach and have her say to me, yeah, let's aim for 320 for London is like crazy to me. But also I feel like the more that I, you know, with each marathon and each race that I do and each year of running that goes by, I learn so much more about how important it is to believe in yourself. And I think that a lot of that belief really starts when you become confident in yourself and confidence stretches beyond just body confidence, but just like coming from within and making sure that you also believe in yourself because I think that that's so important when you are going out and when you are racing, for example, a marathon and it gets hard and you don't know how to keep going. And, you know, this also just applies for a lot of different things in life, but just being confident in yourself that you are able to get through anything, that you are able to do hard things, that you are able to get through hard things that are that life hands to you. And no matter what happens, you will get through it. And that's something that I am really passionate about sharing on here. And that's why the podcast is named Resiliency in Running, because I feel like there is so much resiliency that you can find in running and finding out just how strong you are, how capable you are, that you can then take those learnings and apply those to your everyday life. And yeah, it's just something that I feel very passionate about and very, I guess, compelled to speak about. And so that's why I really wanted to chat about this on the podcast today. But I'll kind of wrap up there and say again, a huge, huge thank you to 
everyone who continues to listen to the podcast. And we're now on YouTube as well. I'm not doing every single episode on YouTube. This episode won't be on YouTube, but I'm doing quite a number. So if you want to go and watch it in a video format, then you can go and check it out. I'll have a link in the show notes of the episode. But as well, as we get closer and closer to 100k, which I still find so crazy to believe, I just want to say again, thank you so much to everyone who takes the time to listen every week. When you tag me in your stories, when you're listening on your runs, it's so cool to me. And even when I get tagged in like different TikToks of like, you know, podcast recommendations, it just means so much to me because I definitely have poured a lot of my heart into this podcast. And I do so because I want to share and make people feel less alone in different journeys, you know, because it's, I don't just share about running on here. I share about a lot, a lot of other things and I feel very passionate about it. And I feel very passionate about making people feel like they're less alone. So I hope that you get out of the podcast what I am trying to relay in each episode. But I really appreciate you taking the time to listen today. If you are able to, if you're listening on platforms like Spotify or Apple Podcasts, if you can just take the time to leave a rating, leave a review. It really helps the podcast in a number of ways. And I've got some exciting plans for the podcast and I'm hoping that I'll be able to share more soon. But otherwise, we will definitely be doing a lot more episodes around my training for London Marathon. And I share a lot more on sort of a daily basis on social media. If you don't follow me on already, that's just at Resiliency and Running on TikTok and Instagram. But otherwise, Thank you so much for listening to the podcast and remember to embrace your body and love your body because if you have an able body, I think that that is such a blessing and something that we should not take for granted. So without further ado, I'm going to close out the podcast episode there and I will see you in the next episode. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resilient Scene Running Podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. As always, if you have any questions, you can DM me on social media or send me an email, but I've got a lot of different ways to get in touch in the show notes of the episode. And I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye.